my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Fuller House fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. No, I didn't do that right. Oh My Lanta? Holy Chalupas! An unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am doing a special episode. It's in honor of Michael Campion, who plays Jack, played Jackson Fuller on Fuller House. It's his birthday on July 26th. He is going to be 20 years old this year, guys. Wow. <laughs> that is just unfathomable. Unfathomable. So, yeah, the episode I decided to do, and at one point I thought I had already covered the episode, but like, wait a minute, no, I didn't. There's still quite a bit of Fuller House episodes to go through. And, of course, they will be sprinkled throughout this year and throughout next year. We got Season 4, Episode 8, Driving Mr. Jackson, which aired on Netflix December 14th, 2018. In this episode, Jackson and Ramona's first high school party has major consequences. When Jackson... It says when Jackson got drunk. Shouldn't it be get, it should be gets drunk, right? I'm not an English teacher, guys. Becky and Jesse team up to host an awards show where a big win goes to Matt's head. Wow. Becky and Jesse hosting an awards show. That, I never thought that I would see the day that that would happen. <laughs> this episode's got a 7.5. Well, I mean, now that I think about it, I mean, Becky was on Wake Up San Francisco, and then I thought they were, what was it, Wake Up California, Wake Up USA, something to that effect. Okay, so, yeah, so this episode's got a 7.10, 7.10, a 7.5 out of 10. Guys, I'm sorry, it's 7.30 in the morning, I normally don't start recording this early, but I... Like, you know what? I want to get a jump on things. The sun's up. Let's record. 7.5 out of 10 based on 230 ratings. Let's see if we got any guest stars. We have... Oh, we have the return of Janet, played by Kimberly Drummond. No, I don't think that's a play on the different strokes character. We got Courtney Henniger as Renee. Hengiller? Okay. We got twins. Yeah, another set of twins. We got Madeline and Mackenzie Jefferson, who share the role of Pamela Katsopoulos. Kind of like we had the Olsen twins, and then we had the Tumoy Wilhout twins, who played Nikki and Alex from season six all the way through season eight. And then they made a couple of appearances on Fuller House. So, wow, if you think about it, it's four, four sets of twins, everybody. We got Leslie Thurston as Mrs. Baker. She looks like someone I might recognize in something. And 
I'm not seeing what that something would be. This episode's directed by Richard Carell. We got writers. We got Jeff Franklin, the creator. We got Amy Engelberg. We got Wendy Engelberg. Okay, are they sisters or cousins? Are they twins? I don't know. And Will Griffin. Okay. Ooh, let's see here. Trivia. Here we go. Okay, yes, that's what's I, this is what I was talking about in the last episode that I had covered when I was talking about uh, covering this one after the end of July. So, let me take a drink. Mm. Okay, here we go. Stephanie's comment about having a girlfriend longer than the time Matt's clinic had been open was an ad lib Jody Sweeten did. The reactions were, oh my yes! Candace Cameron's reaction was just like, oh what? Did I just hear it come out of your mouth? <laughs> oh my gosh. This episode marked Sean Stamos' first appearance in season four. And this episode's title references the 1989 Driving Miss Daisy. Um... I tried to watch that movie, uh, like, over probably a decade or more ago, and I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think maybe I gave it enough time. Sometimes I think when you start to watch a movie, you're like, yeah, I'm not into it. Set it aside, come back to it down the road. You might, maybe it's like the same thing with reading a book. It's like, you start it, you're like, yeah, I'm not really into it. Set it aside, come back to it, because maybe at that point, that's not the time to read the book. That sometimes that happens, you know, like I'll read a book, not be into it, but then I'll come back to it a while later. I'm like, this was the perfect time to read this. Maybe I wasn't ready last time. Let's see if there's any goofs here for this episode. And there are not. <laughs> All right. So, yes, I do want to wish Michael Campion, who played Jackson Fuller, I want to wish him a happy 20th birthday. Oh, my goodness. Man, where's the time gone? Seems like only yesterday it was 2016, and we were watching the first season of Fuller House and seeing all these incredible young kid actors just kind of come into their own, which is just amazing. So, of course, before I officially get into the podcast episode, I do want to let you Tanner newbies, a.k.a. podcast listeners that have just jumped aboard the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast, I want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast. You can listen to it on the SoundCloud app and the iTunes or your podcast app. Just search Full House or Fuller House, the All My Lanto Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Follow it so that way you'll be updated on the episodes. Usually I'll do four episodes a month. Sometimes I'll do what I call a series. Same thing with three episodes a month, which honestly, like the, for Father's Day in June, I only did the three episodes. Uh, for July, I did the almost breakup double feature so sometimes I'll do two sometimes four 
Sometimes when a little series of, you know, episodes, call when it calls for it, I'll do three. But that really doesn't happen too, too often. So, also, the podcast does have social media pages. You can go to Facebook, again, Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The podcast page will pop up. You can like it, follow it, so that way you know what episodes I will be covering each month. I did just record a podcast for my 2022-2023 Full House, Fuller House podcast schedule for the rest of 2022 and the upcoming 2023. As a way that it looks, the Full House portion of the podcast will be wrapping up in 2020, at the end of 2023. So, that being said, I still have plenty of Fuller House episodes to do. The podcast also does have an Instagram. It's OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod and Twitter at uh, OMHC Full House. And an email address, so if you would like to write in and tell me your favorite character of either show, your favorite childhood Full House or Fuller House memories, I would love to hear about them. I would love to hear your ideas for storylines that weren't done in either show. I would, Or if you have ideas for storylines, if the show had went on, like Full House went on for season 9 or 10, or if... Fuller House went on for a season six or seven. Yeah, just let your mind go crazy. Just remember, this is, of course, a clean, family-friendly Full House, Fuller House podcast. I wanted to create a podcast where ears of all ages could listen, where those of us that have grown up with the show, who have kids and are introducing them to the beloved classic Full House and then watching along with Fuller House, you can have this podcast is, is for all of you. It's what I'm saying. I love the show. I grew up with the show. And I just... With the amount of Full House and Fuller House podcasts out there, you know, individually, of course, there just wasn't a lot of family-oriented. A lot of them were rated, you know, expletive and stuff like that. So I just wanted to create a safe space where we all can enjoy the show without worrying about expletives, you know, F-bombs, H-bombs, S-bombs being dropped and all of that. So the email address, if you do want to write in, is omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, Unlike other podcasts, I don't go in order of episode-by-episode error or <laughs> season-by-season. I do themes. I just finished up with the Father's Day theme in June, the almost breakup theme in July. In August, I will be covering Sisters Double Feature Part 2. September, I will be covering two back-to-school episodes. And then October, November, December, 
if you listen to, which I will be uploading in the next week, my schedule for the rest of 2022 when it comes to this podcast. And you can kind of find out what my schedule is. Like I said, some episodes, series, and themes may be subject to to change if something arises. Like, uh, you know what, I want to change, switch things up. So, uh, yeah. One in particular that I will be doing, I think, towards the end of the year is going, because I did do Jesse and the Girls in January. I covered that one. So we're going to hit up Joey and the Girls. The only thing is, there's not a Joey and DJ episode because Joey gets tough. I already covered that probably back in 2019 or 2020, I can't remember. But uh, So it's going to be a Joey and Stephanie episode with Mr. Egghead. And two Michelle episodes, The Day of the Rhino and Easy Rider. All right, with all that being said, let's jump into Driving Mr. Jackson. My initial thoughts after you're originally seeing this episode was I was a smidge disappointed that they could have done more with Jackson's. I mean, the performance, honestly, from what I remember, I mean... Michael Campion did the best that he could with trying to keep it. I mean, it was nowhere near Candace's performance and just say no way, which she wasn't even drinking anyway. She was accused of drinking because she smelled like beer, according to Danny, because somebody spilled beer on her. So, yeah, and and just her being upset and crying and stuff, I'm like, well, we we weren't expecting that from Jackson. He wasn't going to get all weepy. He was more giggly and goofy, which I guess could be another sign of, like, oh, sometimes you get a little goofy when you're having the giggle juice. You know how it goes. So, I don't personally, but, um, yeah. Because I figure, yeah, that that scene, that that was going to be played for laughs, but... Alright, it's been a bit, honestly, like I said, a lot of these Fuller House episodes, um, unless it's a holiday episode, I've kind of only seen the first initial run, so a lot of this is going to be new to me again. So we come out of the intro, and DJ is working on her accepted speech as vet, the award for vet (laughs) of the year. She says, thank you, Bay Area Small Business Association. You know what this reminds me of? And I haven't gotten to the episode yet. It's Fives a Crowd, where Danny is working on his supposed acceptance speech for best TV show or best um, talk show or, or something to that of the year or something like that. I just immediately, when I saw her, I'm like, I'm getting those vibes. Oh, good. She's got Max there to kind of help pad out this acceptance speech. Max puts a hand up and like, boring. Yeah, that you could not be more basic if you tried with that speech. You already lost your audience. They are asleep. Max says, you know what? Okay, next time, fall on your face like Jennifer Lawrence at the Oscars that happen? I, okay, I seem to, uh, it's, it's hazy, but I seem to remember something to that, like she tripped over her dress, or got caught on, got caught in the hem of the bottom of her dress, or something. 
We do get a product placement from 7th Generation Dish Soap. Um, yeah, I, I honestly remember when I was looking for different types of, um, you know, feminine products and stuff like that. Just seeing, like, oh, what's out there? And 7th Generation was one of, like, oh, I'd never even heard of that. So I'm like, yeah, you know, like got some, I tried it, I'm like, Meh, I'll just go back to my use. It was alright. And DJ kind of brushes it off, like, you know what, no one's going to hear this acceptance speech anyway. I already thrown in the towel thing she isn't going to win. And Dr. Jeffries wins every year. And apparently she must follow his Instagram because she says he's always cuddling baby hedgehogs on Instagram. She's, I, I can't compete with that. You're telling me that people wouldn't go cray-cray for you cuddling Cosmo? A picture of you cuddling Cosmo? Aw, that would be so adorable. So, Jackson comes down like, hey, Mom, I finished all my homework. Can I go? And she's like, yes, of course you can go. And then she asks, well, where are you going? And Kimmy, who is very heavily pregnant at this time with Stephanie and Jimmy's baby, says, oh, our kids are going to their first high school party. Because <laughs> here's Ramona. Oh, Ramona, I love her top. I love Ramona's hair. It's just, she is such a gorgeous young woman. She really is. All the kids are so cute and adorable. So... Yeah, and I swear, if DJ balks at this, I'd be like, hmm, whose father let them go to a college frat party when they were a senior in high school? Ding, 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 that girl right there, boom, you got it. Oh, of course, here we go. See, Danny should have been asking these questions when he let DJ go to that frat party. He's like, she says, okay, whose house is it? Will the parents be there? How many kids? Kimmy's question, of course, is, will there be a theme? <laughs> and Ramona and Jackson kind of look at her like, what? She says, what? I'm a party planner. I'm always looking for new ideas to steal. And Ramona's like, guys, it's not even really a party, you know? It's just a bunch of ninth graders playing Mario Kart. Max is not falling for that lie. He's like, oh, should I hook them up to the lie detector, Mom? Because <laughs> I smell a lie. And DJ says, oh, Max, I don't need a lie detector. I'm a mother. <laughs> I can smoke out a lie a mile away. So, yeah, she does allow them to go. She says, all right, here are the rules. You're home by 10 and cell phones are on at all times. I bet if I can't get a hold of you for any reason at any time, you are coming home and you will be grounded. She also adds, and make good choices. Danny didn't have to say that to DJ because he knew that DJ would make good choices. And Kimmy adds, oh, and if a theme breaks out, let me know. And Ramona and Jackson are like, all right, see ya, thanks, bye. <laughs> and DJ's like, yeah, okay, uh-huh, no kisses, okay. <laughs> well, they're not leaving the house. They gotta give you a kiss when they leave the room. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a parent. I don't know. This award is such an honor, bet of the year. Thank you, Bay Area Small Business Association. Boring. <laughs> okay, next time, full on your face again for Lawrence at the Oscars. <laughs> oh, no one's 
going to hear this acceptance speech anyway. That Dr. Mm -hmm. Jeffries wins every year. He's always cuddling baby hedgehogs on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, I can't compete with that. Mom, I finished all my homework. So, can I go? Yes, you can. You can go. Where are you going? Our kids are going to their first high school party. Party? Whose house is it? Will there be parents? How many kids? Will there be a theme? What? what? I'm a party planner. I'm always looking for new ideas to steal. Guys, it's not even a party. You know, it's just a bunch of ninth graders playing Mario Kart. Should I hook them up to the lie detector, Mom? I don't need a lie detector. I'm a mother. Okay, home by 10, cell phones on at all times and make good choices. And if the theme breaks out, let me know. Bye, see you guys. Bye. Okay, thanks again. No kisses. So after Jackson and Ramona head back upstairs, in comes Becky with toddler Pamela and Stephanie with Tommy. And of course the audience is like, Woo! It's Becky, see Becky. And DJ says, oh, wow, I'm so glad you guys are here. Yeah, I was just practicing my acceptance speech for the Vet of the Year Award. She says the Bazba Award. Never going to win. And Becky's like, look, if you do win, just don't thank me. Because with Jesse and I co-hosting the award ceremony, it'll look rigged. Which it's not. And Becky looks at DJ and says, unless it is, like... <laughs> He says, it is, isn't it? I was never here. Oh, my gosh. The look of concern on Stephanie's face is like, Aunt Becky, what's wrong with you? What's going on? Uncle Jesse's in the house. Woo! He's <laughs> like, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Jesse says, hey, don't I recognize you from our wedding? Gosh, how long have they been married? Because they got married in 1991, I believe. So, at least 30 plus years. Okay, so, yeah. She's like, oh, you're so funny. And then she explains to DJ and Stephanie, like, well, our, our, our schedules have been so crazy lately. We really haven't, we've been missing each other a lot. Like, I'm working in the mornings. Jesse's at the Smash Club all night. We barely see each other. That's right, because I guess, supposedly he, in one episode, he may have reopened the Smash Club again. Because when they had that party there, in that episode I haven't covered yet, I thought it was like our 80s party or something to that effect. Where they somebody turned the Smash Club into a laundromat, which is just weird. Why would you do that? All that hard work put into making the Smash Club, you know, hip and cool for the 90s. And then someone buys it many years later and turns it into a laundromat. Really? You couldn't keep that club going over all those years? Jesse could have rented it, the space out or something like that. This is so sweet. He says, yeah, and the only time I get to see her is in my dreams. Although occasionally she morphs into Abe Lincoln. That's weird. God, 
Jesse, he's like, oh, that's sort of hot. I've never been with a bearded lady. Like, okay, Uncle Jay, that's enough. And Jesse is all about facial self-care because she's like, all right, it's your turn to take Pamela. And he says, okay, but you got to pick her up by four because I have a facial appointment. These pores don't tighten themselves, you know. <laughs> yes, Jesse's all about good, healthy facial care. So it looks like they're going to be hosting a mommy and me class at the Fuller home because I don't know why. And Becky says how those mommy and me ladies are all snobs in yoga pants because Becky says they never let me lead the sing-along. Oh, this just makes me think of in the episodes of Full House where Jesse would get pulled into these little sing-along dealies at Michelle's preschool. <laughs> always, always. Like, oh, you can sing, here's a guitar. Oh, you can play the guitar? Great. You can lead the sing-along. speech for the Basbo Award that I'm never going to win. <laughs> well, if you do win, don't thank me, because with Jesse and I co-hosting the award ceremony, it'll look rigged. <laughs> Which it's not. <laughs> Unless it is. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> I was never here. I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> recognize you from our wedding uh, very funny our schedules have been crazy you know with me working mornings and jesse at the smash club all night we barely see each other yeah the only time i get to see her is in my dreams well, occasionally she morphs into abe lincoln sort of hot though i've never been with a bearded lady all right tick tock here's pamela well, don't be late for the pickup because i have a four o'clock facial appointment these pores don't tighten themselves, you know. TJ, thank you for letting us host Mommy and me here. All right, love you. Love you, too. Love you. Easier kissing Abe Lincoln. Well, you kept shifting your face all over the place. Mommy, we're out of practice. Oh, and FYI, those mommies, they are snobs in yoga pants, and they never let me lead the sing-along. Sing-along? Over my dead... So, I don't like these mommy and me ladies at all. In fact, I think I remember whether it's this episode or another one where one of them was full-on hitting on Jesse, which I get it, he's an attractive older man to these, like, late 20-somethings, and I'm just not feeling it. Like, I don't like this. Ugh. And they applaud, because he's thinking the Itsy Bitsy Spider... He says, thank you, I've sung from ramen houses to international pancake houses I've sang all over the world. He says, nothing compares to singing to my little girl. Right here in the good old U.S. of A. Oh, this girl right here, this lady, I don't like her. She, oh, ladies, not only did we get our first daddy and mommy in the mommy and me class, but we got the best one ever. I'm like, girl, you need to back yourself up. And Jesse says, oh, I'm sure all your baby daddies are great. And she's like, are they here? <laughs> and Jesse says, 
No, they're not. I am the best. But yeah, you know that Jesse is loving this attention. Just loving it. I, I am honestly over the scene. This woman's just schmoozing him. Just like, it's so refreshing to see a father take such a hands-on interest in his child. Like, that's never been done before. But because Jesse's there, not Becky. Oh, he called her Munchkin. He's like, oh, I'm just cuckoo about this little Munchkin. And I'm like, oh, that was his nickname for Michelle was Munchkin. And he tells this, we don't know her name, whether we learn it, who knows. She's, he tells her, I think it's important for both parents to contribute equally. She looks <laughs> at him and she asks, did you just drop in from Planet Perfect? So they have a platter of cookies and grapes and, well, two different kinds, the, the green and the purple kind of grapes. And the, the mothers are just surrounding Jesse and this, ugh, Becky needs to get here and put a stop. Like, ladies, you need to back off my husband, okay? I don't like what you're doing. I don't like what you're implying. Especially that one who's doing all the talking. Whatever possible things going on in her life, she does not need to use Jesse as an escape for that. He is a mar happily married man for over 30 years, which is probably older than any of these ladies. So she's basically asking, like, oh, we have a little after party time if you want to come. The kids hang out. And then the adults, we have a little adult time. Thank you, Becky. Thank you. She is there like, I'd be like, excuse me? Do I not see you hitting on my husband? You all need to go. I want to see how the, let's find out how this plays out. And it's even, it's even. Sang all over the world, from ramen houses to international pancake houses, but nothing compares to singing to my little girl right here in the good old U.S. of A. Aww. Ladies, not only did we get our first daddy at Mommy and Me, but we got the best one ever. Oh, I'm sure all your baby daddies are great. Are they here? Well, they're all working, no, they I'm sure. Not. I am the best. It's just so refreshing to see a father take such a hands-on interest in his child. Well, I'm just cuckoo about this little munchkin, and, you know, I feel it's important for both parents to contribute equally, you know? Did you just drop in from Planet Perfect? <laughs> all right, who wants a cookie? Cookie time! Come on, kids. All the kids, come over here. All the kids. Oh, hi, mothers. Well, if you're interested, a few of us moms do an after party. You know, the kids get a little more playtime, and we have adult time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, oh. Wine in a sippy cup, right? Uh, <laughs> Mommy, we gotta keep it. I just saw that right off the top of the There we go! Making it known. Like, that's um, my husband, Nancy, lady. We usually ask the nannies to stay in the car. That's my husband, lady. No, 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 no. This is Becky, my wife, Becky. See? Not in yoga pants. <laughs> yep, that's me. Thanks. Becky with the good pants. Yes! <laughs> because I work. Yes! Woo! Work? Oh, you poor thing. I used to have to do that. <laughs> yes! Oh, letter at her, letter at her. See, sobs in yoga pants. They sure are. It's been nothing but warm and welcoming. To it's you. Been, like, hot and bothered. Yeah. They've been very friendly, and they just wanted to see how soft my hair was, but I didn't let them touch it, did I, Pam? 
Becky was well within her rights. And I love, she was shutting that lady down. It's like, it, that's my husband. Yes, I work. That's why I'm not doing the mommy and me thing right now. And that lady comes in with, oh, I used to have to do that. Must be nice. What a snob. It's like, first you're hitting on her husband. And then you're coming at Becky like, oh, I used to have to work. Yeah, but Becky has an amazing career. I, I, I'm i sorry. I don't like that lady. I don't have anything nice to say about her. And the fact that Jesse's like, oh, well, they uh, they just wanted to see how soft my hair was and all this stuff. And he's like, I didn't let them touch it, did I, Pammy? And Pam says, yes, you did. <laughs> Cute. But, um, yeah, I agree with Becky. Like, find another Mommy and Me class because I, uh, if I saw that, I would be like, no, we're done with this class. And I, <laughs> yeah, Claus would be coming out because she was about ready to throw down with that lady, which, yeah. We don't need any husband snatchers on this show. I mean, if that lady's got whatever problems in her life, don't be bringing it to the mommy and me class trying to hit on. That man was not single. He was very happily married. Okay, let's move on to <laughs> the Bay Area Small Business Awards. Jesse's got a keytar. Is that a keytar or just a keyboard on a strap around his neck? <laughs> They're trying to do two things. Trying to have a fight or a conversation about this. <laughs> While also singing this song for the Bay Area Small Business Awards. <laughs> I remember it's just like, Because at the one table, of course, we do see Gia and Matt. Oh my gosh, Gia. Uh, Stephanie and DJ and Kimmy and Fernando because three of those people do have businesses. Kimmy with their party planning, DJ with the vet clinic, Matt with his vet clinic. DJ is just like, oh, this is scary. <laughs> Stephanie says, oh, but so worth putting on Spanks for. Fernando says, I agree. <laughs> of the year. Okay, see, this little song thing that Jesse and Becky are hosting is uh it's kind of dragging on can we kind of speed it up a little I'm not that they're bad singers of course but it's just like okay this, this episode is called driving Mr. Jackson I know that there's the side plot which this is supposed to be the side plot but it's taking up a lot of time Worship. You. Oh, this is scary. 
Jeffrey's first name is Manny because Gigi's like, oh, good luck, Manny. And I like how he nods like with his um, martini there, his martini glass at her. And Matt's like, oh, Dr. Jeffries doesn't need luck, DJ. He wins every year. It's like, yeah, she knows. She knows. Oh, I'm not going to go in anymore as to why I don't like Gia and Matt together. And because she's like, oh, don't worry when you have a, a vet who's as strapping and talented as my Matthew. Oh, and DJ with her digs of, like, oh, I'm not sure they take strapping into consideration. <laughs> Gia, like, oh, honey, it's San Francisco. It's always a consideration. Fernando gets a text from Ramona at, it says today at 5.37 p.m. Because he's holding an iPhone. And it says, please get me at the party and be discreet. As in, yeah, keep it on the DL about why you have to leave. Yes, he says, uh, I have an emergency and I have to leave. And Kimmy and me is like, oh, is it Ramona? And is she okay? And Fernando says, Shh, everything is fine, but I have to go discreetly. You know, if she'd have texted Kimmy, Kimmy would have made a big deal about it. And said so she and Jackson, Ramona and Jackson are at this party together. It's going to be like, oh, if one's in trouble, what's going on with the other one? Yeah, so discreetly that he bumps into a waiter holding a serving tray who knocks it onto a table of other guests. And then he makes a scene, I was being discreet! <laughs> So glad that Steve is home with the flu. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope he feels better soon. But... Good luck, Manny. Dr. Jeffries doesn't need luck. He wins every year. Well, you never know when you have a vet as strapping and talented as my Matthew. I'm not sure they take strapping into consideration. <laughs> Honey, it's San Francisco. It's always a consideration. <laughs> have an emergency and I have to leave. Is it Ramona? Is she okay? Shh, everything is fine. I have to go discreetly. Jeez, Fernando. I was being discreet. Actually, you were not. So, Fernando is driving Ramona and a tipsy Jackson home from a party. Because... <laughs> He says, oh, I'm glad you're okay. And Ramona's like, well, I am. And we see Jackson in the backseat popping up 
Like, I am Fernando, 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 or something. And Fernando says, Jackson, it appears to me that you are drunk as a skunk. Drunk as a skunk. And Ramona says, don't you mean skunk? And Fernando says, no, stunk. Eduardo Stunk was our town drunk. So I think Fernando asked a question we all want to know. How did this happen? So it started off cool. Ramona's like, look, we were just hanging out, playing video games. And then, like, every senior jock showed up with with beers and was chanting. That's right. Because I haven't covered the episode where Jackson has been dubbed the Golden Toe. As he's a kicker for the Bay Area whatever the team's name is. Wildcats, Lions, Tigers, whatever. Because they're like, grab a beer, Golden Toe! <laughs> and Jackson throws his arms up. Golden Toe! <laughs> Mr. Gigglepuss over here. <laughs> and Fernando says, you know, I understand peer pressure is very powerful. He says, but you have to be strong and make good choices. Jackson clearly did not do. <laughs> I love how Fernando wants to emphasize. To be clear, this was weak and a bad choice. Is going. Oh, you know DJ's going to be furious. Oh my goodness, yes. Jackson's like, oh, well, please don't tell my mom. Well, dude, she needs to know she's your mom, okay? You can't just sweep this under the rug like it's nothing. <laughs> Jackson says, I learned my lesson for Mondo. And Fernando, yeah, I agree with him. He says, you're putting me in a terrible position. And you're also butchering my name, by the way. Yeah, he, he is giving uh, Jackson a little lecture, lecture here. He says, you know, Jackson, you're a good kid. You're a fuller. You should know better than this. And Ramona says, Papa, didn't you always say that it's better to call an adult rather than getting into a car with some drunk kid? Yeah, Fernando's like, oh, I hate it when you use my own parenting against me. I mean... Yes, it is good that she did make a call to say, hey, can you please come get us? Which I'm sure a lot of parents are like, look, I don't want you to drink. But if it does happen, know that you can call me and I will come get you. It's not like a, I'm not going to be mad. I'll come get It's a, I'll come get you regardless. I would rather take you home myself than have you wind up in a situation that, yeah, that way you're not hurting yourself or anyone else. Thank God you are okay. I am. Me too, Fernando, Fernando, Fernando. <laughs> Jackson, it appears to me you are drunk as a stunk. Don't you mean skunk? No, stunk. Eduardo Stunk was our town drunk. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> Dad, we were just hanging, playing video games. And then, like, every senior jock showed up with beers and was chanting, Yo, grab a beer, Golden Toe! Golden Toe! <laughs> I understand peer pressure is very powerful, but you have to be strong and make good choices. To be clear, this was weak. And a bad choice. Nisha oh, is going to be so furious. Oh, please don't tell my mom. I learned my lesson from Mundo. <laughs> You're putting me in a terrible position and butchering my name. Jackson, you're a good kid. You're a fuller. You should know better than this. Papa, didn't you always say that it's better to call an adult rather than getting into a car with some drunk kid? 
I hate it when you use my own parenting against me. But, and the fact that I get it, Jackson wants to... It seems like he definitely wants to be admired by... Uh, you know, he wants to be known. He wants to be stand out and everything. I get it. But that is not the way. I mean, he was sober when he decided to take that drink. And he still had logic and good reasoning until he's like, well, I don't want to look bad in front of them and have them call me weak or something like that. It's like, and you know that Ramona would have been like, Jackson, please don't do this. Jackson, it's not worth it. You are going to get in so much trouble, Jackson. Why are you trying to impress these meatheads, Jackson? Stop. So, I, uh, I mean, yes, this episode, we could have done so much more with this episode. We did not need the Mommy and Me class. We could have cut down on that song with Jesse and Becky. I mean, it was okay. But I just, for an episode titled Driving Mr. Jackson, we really don't spend a whole lot on this plot. And I, I, I don't like that. I would have... Take out the Mommy and Me stuff because we don't need a plot C. And we could have had him at the party. I mean, granted, they can't, you know, don't want to show him drinking and stuff. I mean, think about it. In the Season 3 Just So Na Say No Way episode, they showed DJ's kind of boyfriend crush, whatever he was, drinking a beer, but they can't show something like that on the show, I guess. I, I don't know. Or, I just, this episode was just, it was, it, it was poorly done. And, and, I mean, they probably had limitations of what they could show on screen and everything. So, I guess they did with what they could. All right. Jesse announces the winner of the Vet of the Year, and it is Dr. Matt Harmon. Surprise, surprise. Of course, you know that DJ, as much as she is happy that Matt won, she definitely wishes she could have won. And the winner of Vet of the Year is... Here we go. Dr. Matt Harmon. <laughs> Not you, DJ. Your name's not on her. It's just Dr. Matt Harmon. Yeah. Harmon, better pet care. No DJ. Better pet care. Yeah. That's very because they split their partner touch. I can't believe that Matt won. I mean, his clinic was only open for like three weeks. Really? And I had a girlfriend longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Okay, I'm going to play that again because I laughed through it, but. Oh my god. Reaction, Candace was not expecting that. So, wait, what? So, I'm gonna play that again real quick. I can't believe that Matt won. I mean, his clinic was only open for like three weeks. And I had a girlfriend longer than that. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> you hear in the background, too, someone is laughing. Gia is also laughing. But the look of, like, well, wait a minute, that's not what we rehearsed. Because it was half-living. <laughs> and it looks like Jody, wait, Stephanie, it's like, oh, are you kidding? <laughs> Someone behind the 
camera is just laughing so hard. So they're going over Matt's acceptance speech, and somebody's like, I can't believe it. He didn't even thank you. And DJ's like, well, he didn't thank a lot of people. I'm sure he just forgot. He adds, he thanked his barista. <laughs> and Stephanie says, yeah, and I know that barista, too. He wrote Shpepany on my cup. And she asks, I, and I saw him wipe his brow with the biscotti, and he still got thanked. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you can hear someone's like, ew. Somebody in the audience is like, ew. Someone who clearly loves coffee and biscottis is just so disgusted right now. So, of course, you know, with Kimmy being pregnant, her feet may be a little swollen. <laughs> and, of course, she can't get her shoes off. So... DJ and Stephanie are nice enough to help her. And Stephanie says, gosh, Kimmy, I think your feet might be pregnant or something. Because we see Fernando, Ramona, and Jackson pop their head in the front door and they're like, oh, shoot. Because they're trying to be covert. They're trying to get Jackson into the house without anybody knowing that he is under the influence. I guess we're going to try to go around the back. DJ says to Stephanie, oh, maybe you took the real Stephanie's drink. And Stephanie said, wow, first you're defending Matt, now you're defending the barista. <laughs> Stephanie looks at DJ so suspiciously like, what do they have on you? You guys are being ridiculous. He didn't thank a lot of people. I'm sure he just forgot. He thanked his barista. <laughs> yeah, and I know that barista, too. He wrote Shpepany on my cup. <laughs> and I saw him wipe his brow with a biscotti, and he still got thanked. <laughs> a little help here, please. Oh. Yeah, she can't reach you. She's off. So, yeah, they get a rush to get Jackson up the stairs. And Jackson is just got a goofy grin on his face. He's clinging to Fernando. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, get him upstairs. Because they're coming in the back door. And DJ from just outside the door to the kitchen says, oh, I'm going to get a drink. Oh, my gosh. Are they going to have to... So close. You, all you had to do, well, I know that Jackson can't run in his condition, but come on. It's like maybe 15 feet over to those set of stairs. And then, of course, trying to get him to climb the stairs. But so they're hiding below <laughs> the kitchen counter. So DJ comes in and she drinks out of a long green glass bottle i think it's some type of uh flavored water or something that starts with a p i can't i can't remember um so of course she drinks out of it and then she burps and ramona's got a hand over her, her mouth like whoa all right dj goes back to the living room and 
Fernando and Ramona are basically just now going to drag Jackson up the stairs by his hands. <laughs> no, he's able to crawl up the stairs. So we go back to the the living room, and Stephanie and Kimmy are both like, I bet that someone was paid off. That's why Matt won. And apparently Gia works in public relations, or PR, as Kimmy calls it. She's She knows... There was some hand smearing, money was passed, you know how this works. And, and DJ's like, well, who would smear someone for, like, a BAPSA or whatever it's called? It's like, hmm. Gia's always been conniving. We know that about her. And she interned in a bagel shop. Gia? Our Gia that we've known since season seven of Full House. The idea that I don't care for. Ugh. And DJ's like, you know, it's just I'm just glad one of us run, you know, had won. It's good for the clinic. And, of course, as she goes over to the fireplace, she says, oh, it's not like I made room on the mantle here as she pulls a couple of pictures <laughs> from behind this little lighthouse statue thing and just puts them back in place. That is not a better death than you. wants to know about that emergency like how was that everything go all right he's like oh what emergency no there's no emergency i don't know what you're talking about and fernando of course makes himself scarce like i'm out of here you didn't see me i said nothing bye kimmy do you know who you you're talking about as she has stephanie and dj is he acting strange stephanie says it's fernando who can tell The emergency. Not the emergency. Everything is fine. Why would you say otherwise? Is he acting strange? It's Fernando. Who can tell? So we go to the vet clinic, and there's a banner that says "Home of Matt Harmon, Vet of the Year." And I'm just thinking, wait a minute. Did he and DJ? Are they collaborating now back to co-being co-owners of the Fuller Harmon pet care thing? Because DJ comes in and <laughs> sees Janet behind this giant box-looking thing on top of the desk with Matt's BAFSA award, his um, Bay Area Vet of the Year award. <laughs> And Janice says, oh, I knew Matt was more than just a pretty face. And DJ's like, yeah, he's also, he's a good vet. <laughs> and he deserves that award. And Janet just laughs at DJ like, <laughs> you're so bitter. Okay, so he is back to working there. All right. I don't, mm, I don't know. 
So, I'm get this might be a cat that Matt comes out with a cat carrier and um, one of their clients and is like, oh, <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a hero, but <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> so, DJ goes over to this one client who is waiting with her dog, Truffles, she, and DJ is like, all right, Mrs. Baxter, I'm ready to see Truffles, and Mrs. Baxter stands up and says, I think I'll see the vet of the year, thank you, like, the that I don't like this, I don't like this favoritism, and DJ, well, because Matt's like, oh, I got this, and DJ says, yeah, but I've been seeing Truffles since he was a puppy, I don't know why, but I think the name Truffles is so adorable. I don't know why. Oh, my God. Matt, you're being a bit hard to take right now. Because he's like, oh, Truffles is older, so maybe he should go with a more experienced vet. And Truffles' owner says, oh, yeah, I don't see your name on that banner. Yeah, I don't like Matt in this episode. He's really getting in my craw. Like, sure, you won Vet of the Year, but do you gotta be so snooty about it? Yeah, Janet, because Matt's like, hey, Janet, can you get uh, Truffles' file for... So Janet goes over to DJ, takes it, and says, oh, can you answer the phones? And DJ says, I am not answering the phones. And, of course, the phone rings. And DJ puts on a, um, because Janet has an accent. And she pretends to be Janet on the phone and like, no, Dr. Harmon is booked. But you can see Dr. Fuller. <laughs> oh, yeah, she and Matt need to have a conversation about this because this feels like it's becoming a hostile work environment. And it, oh, it does still say Harmon Fuller Pet Care. I thought, yeah, at first I was like, because... DJ said, I've been handling, you know, looking after Truffles since he was a puppy. He, emphasis on he, and then Matt, Matt dropped, like, she or something. Like, I think she'd be more comfortable with an experience. And then he comes out and says, oh, did you know that Truffles was a boy? And DJ gives him a look like, Matt, what is going on with you? He's got the dog's chart. And, I mean, visual reference, of course. Come on. So, Matt notices that uh, his BAFSA award, this big, tall <laughs> contraption, is not on the de on the counter anymore, which, that was really cumbersome, because that counter's only so big. It's like, you gotta make room for customers who want to check out and pay and all for their pet services. So, Matt's like, oh, where'd my bathroom go? And DJ says, well, it was in the way of the phones and everything. Yeah, Janet had to, like, duck around it. Otherwise, you wouldn't even know that she's there if she's sitting down. So, Matt's like, oh, is someone a little jealous? I'm like, can we not, can we stop this, please? This hostileness, it's really... And DJ's like, oh, what? Why would I be jealous of Vet of the Schmear? 
And DJ finally like, you know, maybe we're, we're uh, getting into this a little too soon. To, or, you know, we're thinking that we could work together again. This just is not working out. Matt's attitude, definitely. I mean, yeah, DJ is, maybe he's a little jealous, but he's being kind of cocky. And it's getting a little grating on my nerves. <sighs> I mean, there is such a thing as being a sore winner or a gloating winner. It's like, it's one thing to win, but when you start rubbing it in other people's faces, what if, there is a term, there, and I cannot think of it right now. It's one thing to be a sore loser, but I don't know. Okay, moving on. <laughs> not expecting that. Hey, where's my bath bun? Well, it was blocking the phone, so I moved it. Oh. Someone a little <laughs> jealous? What? Why would I be jealous of Betta the Schmear? Betta the Schmear. What does that mean? You know what? Maybe we were naive to think we could just jump back into business together. Oh. Finally something that we agree on. Wretched mommy and me. I'm so over this. This plot does not need to be here, to be honest. It really doesn't. 
because Jesse's over there <clears throat> coming in with, like, oh, I didn't know there were no yoga pants in the Mommy and Me class. I didn't get that memo. And the lady who was hitting on Jesse made him some musica or something. And Jesse's like, yeah, this is so nice. Becky and I don't get to cook that often. And the brunette lady that's hitting on, I cannot stand her. She's like, oh, who's Becky? And Jesse's like, she's my wife. In fact, these are her pants that I'm wearing. And he turns around and just the woot woot cat calls from the audience. Just loving it. And then she's like looking at his butt and saying, oh, lucky pants. <sighs> I might be done with this plot. I just, mm, she infuriates me and just this whole... What The thing I notice is we don't get enough Max in this episode. In fact, I don't even think we've seen Tommy except for the opening episode. Or the opening scene in the, in the kitchen. I'm just like, we could have dashed this whole mommy and me thing and just had more Max. Or Tommy. Or... Uh, <laughs> or Jackson. Or some... I, I, see... Cut this out, because we got three, we got two side plots next to the actual plot of what the title, the title is Driving Mr. Jackson, yet we barely spend any time with the title, the episode is, is titled, and we barely spend any time on this, like next to none, I'm like, ugh, we didn't need this. And I'm sorry I'm getting fired up about it, but it just it irritates me. I don't like it, and we don't need it. Yeah, she. this lady is being Miss Grabby Hands, putting her hand on Jesse, putting her hand on his butt. Like, girl, you are overstepping. I don't know what her problem is or what's going on in her personal life, but you don't go after another woman's husband. I would have been like, Mommy and me is done. I don't want you ever coming to this house again. I don't want... Yeah, I would have been... Uh, you're done. And none of the other ladies... There's like th four other mommies, and none of them are calling this lady out on her uh, actions. Like, what is wrong with you? And the... Uh, Jesse, when she touches... He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he grabs her hand. And, and the audience is even like, whoa, 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 mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, Jesse's like, well, I was expecting a little more hokey and a little less pokey because they're doing the hokey book with the kids. This is supposed to be for the kids. And also, apparently, and, and her kid is, the, her kid is not anywhere even near her. Because the other ladies are holding their kids. And she isn't even, I mean, is that even her? I don't. No, this was just a ruse to be able to. Uh. Yes, thank you, Jesse. As he says, all right, lady, playtime's over. Out. You all need to go. And the brunette lady is all like, oh, you heard every, you heard him, everybody out. It's like, uh, no, I'm specifically talking to you. Everyone else can say, you need to leave. And he says, I'm talking to you, fatal attraction. And she's all like, oh, does this mean you don't want my moussaka? Her moussaka? 
And he says the only Musaka I want is Becky's. Oh, mommy's in me. Well, get the memo on no yoga pants. Ladies, our daddy's back, and it's a good thing because I made you a Musaka. Oh, thanks, Renee. That's so sweet. Becky and I never have time to cook anymore. That's so nice. Who's Becky? His wife. The one you met the other day? These are her pants. Lucky pants. What'd you say? Nothing. Okay, everybody, let's get into our activity circle. That means you, Zoe, and Maya. Come on, everybody, activity circle. Okay, today we're going... Today we're going to work on our right and our left with the hokey pokey. Oh, we love the hokey pokey, right? Here we go. You put your right hand in, you put your right hand in, you put your right hand in. I think you're using the wrong hand. Oh, am I? I guess I don't know my right from my wrong. You just do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. And that's what it's Expecting a little more hokey and a little less pokey. All right, ladies, playtime's over. Out. You heard the man, everybody, hey, out! Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm talking to you, Fatal Attraction. So does this mean you don't want my moussaka? The only moussaka I want is Becky's. Yes! Out. Okay, so real quick, and then we can get rid of this mommy and me plot forever, thank goodness. There is a lady that's standing next to, um the harlot in the red shirt and the lady in the denim shirt doesn't even have a kid there there is i see everyone with their perception you know the three ladies that are holding their kids and then yeah she the the harlot here is not even interacting with her kid like at all at all unless she's picking them up and taking them out the door but the lady in the denim standing right next to her does not have a kid. I'm like, isn't the class mommy and me? Aren't you supposed to have a child with you? Otherwise, what are you doing there? So, finally, let's get back to the title of the episode plot with Jackson here. And he is working off a... Yeah, his hangover. Um, <laughs> oh! Do I spy Harry Potter books in Jackson's, um, yeah, it's like the, um, a little bookshelf thing at the front of his bed, he's got some pillows, As one of the pillows is like a little stereo, and there's some other books there too. But I distinctly see Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire, Order of the Phoenix, and Half-Blood Prince. I don't know where Deathly Hallows is. But, oh, his side of the room is pretty cool. I like it. Let's see what else. Oh, we got a blue, electric blue guitar, a skateboard, and some yellow jacket. So it's pretty cool how they dress up the boys' uh, each boy's side of the room. So I wonder if we're going to see Max and if he's going to uh, kind of hit the nail on the head with why Jackson is acting the way he is. There's also 
a gnome with a yellow hat and a white be- the little gnome figure. It makes me think of the Travelocity, Travelocity gnome. Like I can't remember the last time I saw a commercial for for that. There's also a wood carving on the he- headboard. That's what I was thinking of. The uh, bookshelf headboard. Gosh, I would love one of those. See, I would love it so much. We just don't have the space for something like that. But, yeah, he's got a wood-carved thing with a the at symbol on it. Oh, here comes Ramona saying, oh, here's another thing that's really cool. The light switch has, like, the light switch, the plate on it has, like, little uh, baseballs on it. And I just, I think that's really cool. Gosh, the set designer, set designer for this room, I, I honestly, I love it. I love how they decorated this room. And Ramona takes one look at Jackson and is like, oh, I hope you uh, feel better than you look. And she sits down on the end of Jackson's bed. He's like, and he's kind of like splayed out, just like, oh, can you stop spinning my bed? And Jackson says, I feel like I just got off the Tilt-A-Whirl after having a churro dipped in clam sauce. Oh, oh, I see there's the switch up there. The, uh... The game, well, or at least the controllers for the Switch. And Ramona's like, wow, you were really out of control last night. I can't believe you ran around the party naked. And Jackson, like, sits up like, what? And he looks at her and he's like, I did what? And she's like, no, he did not do that. She starts laughing. And Ramona says, and that's only because I dragged you out of there. Jackson is like, oh, what was I supposed to do? You saw them. The whole football team was saying, chug, chug, chug. You can say no and not give in the peer pressure. I think, you know, they went after Jackson because he's the new guy on the the team. And he is just easily influenced. Like, he's a go-with-the-crowd kind of person. And Ramona says, yeah, and I was chanting, no, no, no. Like, at least Ramona was there to help the situation, get him out of there before things got really bad. And, yeah, he's kind of kicking himself here. He's like, ah, I should have just walked away. And Ramona says, hey, don't beat yourself up about this. And Jackson says, great, now i got to lie to my mom. And he's like, you know, if she finds out, she's going to ground me. And I'm thinking, you that would be lucky if it were just being grounded. You would probably be doing it. <sighs> he, he, for emphasis, he says, yeah, like, actually dig a hole and bury me in the ground. And Jackson says, and I need the sun. I have seasonal sadness. I don't know what that is. Is that a thing? <laughs> Can you please stop spinning my bed? I feel like I just got off a tilt-a-whirl after eating a churro dipped in clam sauce. You were really out of control last night. I can't believe you ran around the party naked. I did what? Okay, you didn't. But 
that was only because I dragged you out of there. What was I supposed to do? You saw them. The whole football team was chanting, chug, chug, chug. And I was chanting, no, no, no. <laughs> you should have just walked away. Hey, don't beat yourself up. Now I gotta lie to my mom? If she finds out, she's gonna ground me. Like, actually dig a hole and bury me underground. <laughs> and I need the sun. I have seasonal sadness. And I like Ramona being just such like even though she and Jackson I believe are the same age but she is being such and even though she's not blood related to him she is being a, a good you know sort of sister here she's being you know a good friend and I just I'm happy that she was able to get Jackson out of there and she took control of the situation but the thing is you cannot keep that from DJ. Jackson is, is her son and she has a right to know what happened. So now we're downstairs and DJ is talking about how, you know, working with Matt is just, there's something she can put up with, but when it comes to his it's just, it seems like he's making it a hostile work environment. I can work with anyone. I'm fair. I'm honest. I'm giving. Yeah. And DJ said, you know, I just completely misjudged his character. And she's like chopping vegetables. And Fernando's like, I am dismayed and disturbed. But here comes Jackson. Oh, there's a... On the, um, oh, you know, we've never seen this angle of going up the sta up, up the stairs before, but off to just above the hand railing of the stairs that, you know, go up from the kitchen, we see a cutout of Ca the state of California, and it says home on it, and of course all the family pictures that are on the wall there. But this is just a cool angle that <clears throat> we've never seen. And Jackson is hearing, DJ's talking about Matt saying, I'm really shocked by his behavior and I just, <clears throat> I thought I knew him, but I don't. And she says, I can't trust him ever again. So Jackson's hearing this thinking that DJ knows. Of course, Jackson feels guilty and he decides to just blow his cover and just admit his his guiltiness, his wrongness. He's like, I'm sorry, it's just that everyone at the party was yelling, chug, chug, chug. Jackson does not see Ramona just like waving the, like, no, no, she doesn't know. He's like, I did drink a beer or two. What she says is a lot less than everyone else had. And the look on DJ's face is just shocked and dismayed. And DJ, you drank beer? I see Fernando trying to, like, make his way out of the kitchen. Because he does not want to be like, I don't want to be involved. Like, you drove him home. You are an accomplice. You need to say. And Stephanie's like, no, he chugged. Didn't you hear Weren't you listening, DJ? And so basically, just Jackson just steamrolls over Fernando, like, throw him under the bus. 
Because Zephyr's like, I, I, he says, I can't believe you were drinking. And Jackson, Jackson is uh, like, I, Fernando didn't tell you? And the look of, like, Ramona's just looking at him like, what? It's the Jackson truth train here rolling into the station. Of course, Ramona says, that's what that meant. And I'm like... Ramona, I get it, you want to protect him and everything like that, but it's Jackson's right to come clean and be honest about what happened. And DJ is, what, Fernando knew? And Jackson says, yeah, he picked us up from the party. And Ramona's defending, you know, her dad, saying, oh, he wanted to tell you, but Jackson told, told him not to. And Ramona says, yeah, plus my dad took really good care of him. And DJ tells Jackson, I am so disappointed in you. You know, I, that's what I kind of figured would happen when you were hanging out with those older football players. Yeah, look, Jackson's still dealing with a hangover. We're just like, Mom, I'm still dealing with the... <laughs> My head is pounding, so if you're going to yell, yell softly, please. And she pretty much just raises, I'll deal with you later. He's like, oh, okay. Of course, DJ wants to talk to Fernando when, well, he's scarce. He, he took off. And Kimmy says, oh, Fernando can leave a room discreetly. Oh, yeah. He was out of there. Like, I, I can't stick around for this. She'll find you later, Fernando. She will. He is ready to head out the door, but DJ's like, oh, no, 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 no. You get back here. We need to talk. Dismayed, disturbed, and dismayed. <laughs> because I can't think of another word. I am shocked by his behavior. I thought I really knew him, but I guess I don't. I can't trust him ever again. I'm sorry, it's just that everyone that's here must be like, chug, 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 golden toast. I chug the beer. Or two, which is a lot less than. You drank beer? No, 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 no. He chugged. Weren't you listening? <laughs> I can't believe you were drinking. Uh, Fernando didn't tell you. No, that's what meant. <laughs> Fernando knew? Uh, yeah, he picked us up at the party. He, he wanted to tell you, but Jackson begged him not to. And plus, my dad took really good care of him. I am so disappointed in you, Jackson. This is exactly what I thought when you started hanging out with those older football players. Mom, uh, my head's pounding, so please, if you're going to yell at me, yell at me quietly. <laughs> I'll deal with you later. Uh, okay. Fernando. <laughs> Fernando. Fernando can leave a room discreetly. So, yeah, she stops Fernando as he gets to the door. And she's like, no, stop. And he's like, oh, well, I figured while you were berating Jackson, I'd be halfway across the bridge. I'd be over the bridge by now. 
to escape your wrath. <laughs> and she just looks at him and she's like, you knew about my son drinking and you didn't tell me? And Fernando says, yes, but I made a vow not to tell. And DJ says, you know, I am, I am Jackson's mother. I have a right to know. That way, she, you know, she can parent him her way because, you know, he is her child. And, of course, Kimmy comes in with a bowl of watermelon slices. Gosh, I have not had watermelon in so long. Jeremy doesn't like it, but I like watermelon. And Fernando says, but otherwise Jackson wouldn't trust me. I want him to feel comfortable coming to me in the future, which is understandable because even though in the end DJ is still the parent, but Fernando is a guy and Jackson, you know, needs another guy to talk to. I mean, yeah, there's Steve, but DJ and Steve are not married yet, so... I mean, yeah, there is Matt, but Matt's kind of doing his own thing with Gia, and DJ isn't exactly happy with Matt right now, so. And DJ's like, oh, so great, so in the future Jackson can drink and you can just keep it from me? And Fernando says, no, he can come to me for other things, and DJ just kind of looks, like, concerned, like, what? Well, what about, like, when it comes time to learning how to shave and other guy questions that will come up? DJ doesn't have the answers to those. Yeah, 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 I, I see where he's going there. He's like, you know, teenage boys don't always want to confide in their mothers. And honestly, DJ, that is, I'm not speaking from experience because I don't have a teenage boy. I don't even have any kids. But I can definitely see where, and, and the same thing, vice versa. A teenage girl isn't really want to go, going to want to go to her father when it comes to you know, feminine issues and stuff, stuff like that. You know, you just, it's, it's uncomfortable. Honestly, I think it's uncomfortable, probably even with uh, the same sex parent and stuff like that. You know, if, you know, whether you're going, a uh, boy's going to his father about things or even a girl going to her, it's still, it's uncomfortable. You're embarrassed and everything like that, but <laughs> Kimmy is all like, oh, both of you making good point, good points all around. Oh, you know, they are. And TJ just kind of looks over his shoulder at Kimmy, like, Kimmy, can you not right now? Just sit on the couch and eat your watermelon. Kimmy finally leaves and goes into the kitchen. And DJ says, you know, if Jackson didn't confess, I would have never known. Wait, uh, well, I don't know about that. I think eventually the truth would have gotten out of Jackson. When the, the guilt would have set in and he would have confided eventually. He would have just dropped that truth bomb. And this is sweet here, and Fernando says, you know, I wasn't trying to betray you, DJ. I was just trying to help Jackson. He's like my family. And DJ says, Jackson is my family. And then there is a emergency at the vet clinic. So DJ has to go. And she tells Fernando, look, from now on, just stay out of my parenting. And he says, as you wish. I mean, DJ did bring Stephanie and Kimmy in to kind of co-parent, you know, the kids together. I mean, that didn't necessarily include Fernando, but he is there. So the boys, if they need some a male figure to be able to confide in, he's... But then again, even though Fernando kept Jackson's confidence with what happened at that party... 
he still should have, I, I don't know. I think maybe in a way, maybe he should have at least told DJ what was going on. Especially something in regards to drink, teen drinking, yes. But also, it's up to for uh, it's up to Jackson also to be honest. That's the thing. I'm just thinking about the times that Danny would get angry when when Jesse or Joey would make a decision concerning the girls, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. You asked them to come in here and basically put a hold on their own lives to help take care of your children. So, when they make a decision and you don't agree with it, it's like, well, didn't you ask them to co-parent your kids? You gotta trust that they're gonna, you know, they're all just kind of, it feels like they're all kind of winging it. You know, they're all, they're new at this. And it just, but okay. That's why it's, you know, important for communication to sit down and say, if there's a problem you feel that you can't make a good judgment call on, you got two other people in that house to be able to kind of talk with and discuss and figure out what is the best way to handle the situation. I was fleeing from your wrath. I figured by the time you finished berating Jackson, I'd be across the bridge. You knew about my son drinking and didn't tell me? Yes, but I made him a vow not to tell. But I'm Jackson's mother. It is my right to know so I can parent him my way. Gotta say, I agree. But then Jackson would not trust me. I want him to feel comfortable so he can come to me in the future. He makes a good point, too. Oh, so in the future, Jackson can drink and you can keep it from me? No, he can come to me for other things. Not that there will be other things. But there will be other things. Teenage boys don't always want to confide in their mothers. That's true. Good points all around. This would make a great talk show. So keep talking. No, if Jackson didn't confess, I would have never known. I was not trying to betray you, Dishé. I was just trying to help Jackson. He's like my family. Jackson is my family. It's Matt. There's an emergency. But from now on, just stay out of my parenting, okay? As you wish. Okay, hopefully we can get through this. I'm guessing this is a Jesse apology dinner because he invites Becky to this restaurant. Like, is he feeling guilty? I mean, you didn't leave that lady on. That lady was well uh, not in the right headspace. That lady was... I hope she's kicked out of Mommy and Me. Because that is just so wrong. You don't hit on someone else's husband. And the fact that she knew who Becky was. Because Becky was the one that was doing the mommy and me thing to begin with. Who's watching Pamela if they're both there? This is the after party? I don't see any mommies. <laughs> or me's. Or our daughter. Yeah, really. Stephanie. Uh, Listen, Beck, full disclosure, one of the moms hit on me during the hokey pokey. Is nothing sacred. <laughs> 
really? Mm-hmm. Let me guess. Yes. <laughs> you were right. I, I did sort of really enjoy the mommy attention. But if I'm being honest, I'd, I'd rather have you. Jess, I'm sorry. I think life has gotten so busy, we've forgotten to make time for each other. I miss you. I miss you, too. Well, I can't remember the last time we just sat down and talked. You know, we're, we're taking our relationship for granted, but we've... We've got to make time for each other. And you know what? Let's make a schedule right here and now. Okay. Um, good idea. Hmm? Friday night will be date night. Yes. And Sunday morning, breakfast in bed. Yes. And oh, and Tuesdays, we can try those ballroom. No. <laughs> I forgot how beautiful you are. <laughs> Nothing? Nothing for me? how needy you are. <laughs> how could you forget that? Well, if I haven't told you lately, I think you are the most handsome man in the world. Really? I'm not just saying that because I am handsome? <laughs> are you in the mood for a little hokey pokey? I could shake it all about, sure. <laughs> Are those my yoga pants? Don't question. Just enjoy. Didn't we talk about you wearing my clothes outside of the house? You said nothing about yoga pants. So yeah, to kind of wrap that one up, you know, he apologizes. He says, you know, one of the mommies hit on me and... Becky does not have to think very hard. Like, oh, let me guess, was it Renee? Yeah. So, and, of course, Becky brings up the fact that, where's our daughter? And Jesse says, oh, she's with Stephanie. So, they do acknowledge that they have not had a lot of time to just be just the two of them together. And they agree to set a schedule up so they can make more time to be in each other's company. And it's just so sweet, and I love it. They're like, all right, Friday date night, Sunday we'll have breakfast in bed. Oh, and then Tuesday, she, Becky starts to say something about a ballroom, like ballroom dance, and then then, then, then then he cuts her off there. Like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. But yeah, it's just it's so it's so sweet, and they're just like, oh, I I just I love you, and you're so beautiful, and. It just and the thing is, what honestly really makes me realize with watching these episodes and seeing this show is, it's more you're not so much seeing the characters as you are seeing the actors. It feels like more like the actors are more just being themselves. Than really the characters that we kind of knew on on Full House. I I definitely see it with with um Bob, you know the late Bob Saget, with um because they've been away from those characters for so long that it just you see more of the actors themselves than you do see the characters that we grew up and remember. They're still there a little bit, but it's like they put more of their own. And almost like they're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not improv, but, um, improvising a little bit. And just, uh, yeah. But it's still, it's still good. But the thing is, and, and with DJ, it's just this DJ that we've gotten to know, this new DJ here, 
because she is so far removed from the DJ that we grew up with in Full House from seasons one to eight. She's not a teenager anymore. She is a mother of three, and it's just she just honestly feels more can controlling even though she's like I'm honest I work well with people and it's like to a point but I just also feel that it's got to be DJ's way or no way and she can come off overbearing and everything and just she's so overly energetic which isn't a bad thing but I think like Candace does put a lot of herself into the role of DJ as far as more Candace and less the character of DJ, which again, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, people do evolve over time. Like I said, she's not a high she's not a high schooler anymore. She's not a 17, 18 year old girl anymore. She is a 40 year old mom of three. And yeah, you know, personality, you know, can change over time. I mean, I'm not anywhere near who I used to be when I was, you know, 17, 18. Thank goodness. Because I, I knew, like, it's, like Jeremy is going to want that version of me. You know, I have to be, you know, an adult. I have to be, you know, and being with him really changed me and really put my priorities in perspective and what I wanted to be as a partner to another person. So, anyway, Matt is at the clinic and there's something going on with this turtle and he needs some help. And I... I really hope we do kind of get this resolved with what's going on with the hostile work environment that Matt is kind of putting on DJ. I mean, I like Matt as a character, but, you know, he can, he's cute, can be, you know, goofy and kind of, you know, but um, at the end of the day, it's like, man, just because you won this award, you don't need to keep rubbing it in her face and saying how you're better than she is, and putting that out to your, 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 um, clients and stuff like that, that's a not a good work relationship, that, and you don't want to be bringing that to your clients, your clients are like, well, there's something definitely going on, but, you know, you keep that separate, whatever's going on in your professional relationship, you keep that separate from your, what you're doing with your clients, because they don't want to know they don't want to be pulled into that, which I definitely wouldn't. So DJ comes in and Matt says, Shelliot's listless, his eyelids are swollen, and DJ knows exactly what to do. She says he'll need a drip, which I'm guessing is like an IV drip, and then a shot of A, which I'm not sure what that is. And DJ's like, oh, would the vet of the year mind if, you know, I do it? And apparently DJ is a reptile expert when it comes to um, the exotics and stuff like that. And Matt's, yeah, and he's like, you are the reptile expert. And she's like, am I? Because it's like, you've been rubbing it in your face how much you're a better vet than me, apparently. And he's like, yeah, and, and dogs and cats. And, and she kind of looks at him like, what? And Matt says, which I was. 
Well, I mean, Matt, I wouldn't go so far to say that. I mean, you're happy that you won, but when you started rubbing it in DJ's face and then pulling Janet into the fold and then also your clients, and it's almost like you're having them pick sides, and that's not fair to DJ. She is a very good vet as well. You don't need to use your status of vet of the year to be... Uh, kind of pushing her out of the way. And Matt apologizes. He says, DJ, look, I am so sorry. That silly award made me feel better about myself. And he says, but you are the amazing vet. I mean, I just feel like I'm always in your shadow. So, okay, so it is a little bit about him feeling inferior to DJ and everything like that. And that award kind of... You know, puffed him up, made him feel, you know, important and everything like that. And, you know, sometimes stuff like that does tend to go to a person's head. Like, you kind of got your claw, you got your, you're walking on air, you're just really like, ugh. But sometimes you gotta realize, like, your actions can have a negative effect with the people around you. It's like, it's one thing to be happy and proud of yourself but like I said when you start rubbing people's noses in it that you can be a sore winner and DJ says Matt I wouldn't be partners with you if I didn't think you were a great vet and she says thank you for calling me about Shelliot and Matt's like yeah well as long as Shelliot's okay that's really all that matters here so DJ realizes her other why she's, you know, angry at Fernando. She's like, oh, my land animal. See, I love it when they do that, when they're not just saying, oh, my land, but they're <laughs> throwing something else in there at the end. And it's just, I think, so she's like, it's not about who he confided in or who picked him up from the party. And Matt's kind of looking at her like, what? He thinks it's still about Shelliot. And Matt's looking at her all confused like, I'm not following. And DJ says, Matt, this tortoise is a teenager now. He has questions and anxiety about girls. And SATs and body hair and he needs all of our help. <laughs> Matt is just like, I don't. What? <laughs> He's looking at Shelliot. Man's just looking at Shelliot like, whoa, I still have a lot to learn about tortoises. So DJ, of course, knows that she has to get home and talk to Fernando. And it's like, oh, you got this, right? Here's this and this. Like, I'm out of here. I gotta go fix a problem. <laughs> I gotta go fix something. I gotta go talk to somebody. Get this whole mess straightened out. Shelly's listless, his eyelids are swollen. We don't need a drip and a shot of A. But the vet of the year mind if I do it? Please, you are the reptile expert. Am I? And cats and dogs and asses. Which I was. DJ, I am really sorry. That silly award made me feel better about myself. But you are the amazing vet. I just always feel like I'm in your shadow. Matt, I wouldn't be partners with you if I didn't think you were a great vet. And thank you for calling me about Shelly. 
Yeah, well, what matters is that Shelly is okay. Oh, my land animal. <laughs> what matters is that Shelly is okay. Not who he confided in or who picked him up from the party. I'm not following Matt, this tortoise is a teenager now. And he has questions and anxiety about girls and, and SATs and body hair. And he needs all of our help. Wow, I still have a lot to learn about tortoises. You got this, right? Yeah. So DJ goes home, sees Fernando there in in front of the house, and she tells him, <laughs> she says, see, come here, sit down with me on the steps, Fernando. She says, the turtle was fine because the right person treated his, treated his hypovitaminosis. And Fernando's like, what? Yeah, he says, I do not understand your turtle metaphors. But I assume you're apologizing. And I I just, I love this. She puts a hand on Fernando's arm and says, thank you for taking care of Jackson. And she confides in him. She says, Fernando, being the mother of a high schooler is really hard and scary. Well, Fernando also is the father, he's the father of a high schooler, you know, Ramona. And she says, but I'm glad that Jackson has you. You know, when he doesn't want to talk to me. And she says, I know that you'll always be there for him. And Fernando's tearing up. He's like, do not make me cry, DJ. Do not do it. And she says, I trust you. And I'm sorry that I ever doubted you. And he says, you're doing it. Yeah, you're making him tear up. But I like that. You know, she's, you know, she apologizes and, you know, she knows he had good intentions, and he only wants the best for Jackson. And it is good for Jackson, and, you know, and Max and Tommy to have a male figure in the house that they can turn to. I mean, yeah, Tommy's too young, and Max pretty much a lot of the time figures out his own problems than everyone else's, so. And DJ says, you're a good man, Fernando. And she puts an armor on him. Oh, this is just so sweet. Yeah, I say, you know, Fernando can be, you know, a lot of goofy, a lot of mutt, a little too much and stuff sometimes. But this man has a good heart and he does care about not just his kid, but the other, the fuller boys in that house. And it's just, oh, it's, just it's so sweet. They are all one big family, just like the Tanners. We're in Full House. And she says, and I love you, like family. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you did it. Here comes the waterworks. And she goes, no, you're getting me started. Oh, Max, we love you, buddy. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm not seeing, where, where's Max been? So he comes out, looks at Fernando and DJ kind of hugging each other on the steps. And he's like, oh, dear. And DJ looks up at Max and says, Max, if you're ever in trouble and you don't want to call me, just know that Fernando will always be here for you. Will always be there for you. And Max says, you know, I can get my Zappos package later. I have left your house. You did not ask me to, but I felt it was strictly an oversight on your part. Actually, I'm glad that you're here. See, the turtle was fine. 
Because the right person treated his hypovitaminosis. I do not understand your turtle metaphors, but I assume you're apologizing. Thank you for taking care of Jackson. Fernando, being the mother of a high schooler is really hard and scary. But I'm glad that Jackson has you. You know, when he doesn't want to talk to me. I know that you'll always be there for him. Do not make me cry, Dishay. Do not do it. I trust you. And I'm sorry that I ever doubted you. You're doing it. But I'm holding it in. Oh, you're a good man, Fernando. And I love you, like family. Oh, you did it. You got the waterworks. Oh, dear. Max, if you are ever in trouble and you don't want to call, just know that Fernando will always be there for you. Uh, I can get my Zappos package later. So, looks like we're going to have a little uh, aunt and nephew convo with Stephanie and Jackson. Because she says, all right, in the future, here's what you're going to do. And Jackson, being goofy, Jackson's like, I'm going to be in the future? I love this. As Stephanie looks at him and says, focus, Marty McFly. So she says, all right, look, when you wake up, you're hungover in... Here's what you do. You need to put on some sunglasses, sunglasses, hightail it over to Denny, and you're going to get a pot of coffee. And Jackson asks, and that'll cure the pounding headache? And Stephanie says, well, I mean, it'll help, but mostly, mostly you'll not be stuck at home talking to your mom. And DJ comes in the door, and... Stephanie's all like, oh, good luck, Jackson. Like, I'm out of here. So DJ goes over to Jackson and says, okay, here it is, Jackson. You know what? Sit down because it's hard to discipline you when you're taller than me. Because he is taller than her. And she tells him how it's going to be. She says, all right, you're grounded for two weeks. That means no cell phone, no Fortnite, no devices, nothing. And she tells him, I trusted you and you betrayed my trust. And she says, and it's going to take you a while to earn it back. And DJ says, you know, Jackson, look, I'm not naive, okay? I was a teenager, too. And then she's like, well, uh, Stephanie was. Yeah, I mean, by high school, DJ was already, like, a 20-something, 30-year-old adult in an 18-year-old's body. <laughs> Stephanie was the wild child <laughs> that we didn't really get to see, except for a little bit here in Season 8 of Full House. We do get to hear all about Stephanie's wild exploits <laughs> when she uh, talks about them. And DJ says, I just have to ask, why did you call Fernando and not me? And Jackson says, honestly, I didn't want to disappoint you. Because, you know, she does say I'm so disappointed in you. And she, you know, she's honest with him. She says, well, unfortunately you did. And she says, you know, look, I know there's going to be certain guy issues that you are not going to feel comfortable talking to me about. But that doesn't excuse the fact that you made a very poor choice. And Jackson says, I know, Mom. I know. 
And she tells him, you cannot be drinking at your age. She says, it's illegal and it's dangerous. And she says, you know, and I know it's going to be hard for you because some of your friends are going to be doing it. Which they shouldn't be doing it either because they are also underage. Um, but I expect you to be stronger than that. Not to mention, I mean, even though Jackson probably doesn't want to hear it, you know, you are a role model for your younger brothers. Like, you are setting an example here. Granted, I mean, Max pretty much follows, you know, his own drum and stuff like that. And it almost sometimes feels like Max, even though younger physically, feels like more of an older, the older brother than Jackson does. Like, just because I think Max is just so world, worldly and, and everything like that. And she says, and I am telling you these things because I love you. And the thing is, uh, going back to Just Saying Away from Season 3 of Full House, this is the conversation, I mean, yes, Jesse and DJ do have a conversation at the end, but this is the conversation I feel that needed to happen instead of Danny not believing DJ, him siding with Jesse and just sending DJ to her room, not talking to her. And all, you know, I mean, Jesse's talk is good as it was. DJ is getting to the heart of the matter. I mean, she understands why Jackson felt the need to drink. She doesn't ask, have to ask, why did you do this? Because peer pressure, it boils down to peer pressure for him. But she's telling him... But the thing is, with DJ, she wasn't drinking. So really, this conversation really wouldn't, you know, and, and, and DJ even said in, in, in that episode, she's like, I know drinking is wrong, that's why I didn't do it. So, um, yeah, but I, I do, I like this is a good conversation. I mean, yes, we didn't really need to see Jackson chugging beers or anything like that. Because even though, I mean, yes, this is a family show in a way, and, they do have their, where they kind of stretch the bounds out a little bit to just enough that it still can be a family show with, you know, goofiness and, you know, adult jokes for adults that kids most likely aren't going to get. But at least he knows, like, yes, you did disappoint me. Yes, you betrayed my trust. But at the end of the day... I still love you. And I'm telling you all these things because I love you. It's like, I want to keep you safe. Oh my gosh, and I love this. I love how she cups Jackson's chin in her hand and says, and I want you to live a very long life. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like teens driving, you know, their lives can be cut short by, by accidents and stuff. Like, stuff happens. And it's like, no. I want you to say no to alcohol, and I want you to live a very long life. And Jackson says, I love you too, Mom. Oh, it's just, it's, it is a sweet moment. You know, she still cares, but she's still laying down the law, and he understands what he did was wrong. I feel like, I don't want you going to any parties. I really don't want you associating with those guys. I mean, it's one thing on the, on the field and everything because you're part of a team, but that doesn't mean that you need to
be drinking with them. If you guys want to go do a McDonald's and buy a bunch of burgers and just, you know, chill out. If you guys want to play just video games and just hang, you know, that's one thing. But there does not need to be a reason to include alcohol. And I've never understood it because, no, I don't enjoy the taste of alcohol. I might have tried a sip or some once when I was 21, but I, I don't know. I think I was just made not to like the taste of it. So, which is fine by me. So yeah, I honestly would rather for the price of a 30 pack, I could get a, a couple books and those can last forever. It's like, once you drink, I, I know I've said this on the podcast, like once you drink through those 30 or 24 pack of cans, it's like, it's gone. Your money's gone. But if you use that money to buy books, you have that book forever. You have that book forever and you can reread it and everything. And you're not harming your body by reading that book. That's just me. I mean, honestly, to each their own and everything like that. But if you're going to do something like that, do it responsibly. And Jackson says, hey, look, I know I'm grounded, but can we go to Denny's? Wow, Stephanie's just slowly inching her way out of the room. Like, you never saw me. I was in here. And she's confused. Like, De- Denny's? Why? Way to throw Stephanie under the bus. Jackson, oh my gosh. She's like, well, oh, I mean, Stephanie said it was the best hangover cure. And DJ's like, mm, did she now? Okay. <laughs> I got to have a conversation with her, too. <laughs> Stephanie's not there. She left. Like, uh, bye. She's pulling a Fernando right now. <laughs> Making her, her exit discreet. And she made herself scarce. Stephanie! <laughs> oh, Deej. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so, in the future, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to be in the future? Focus, Marty McFly. <laughs> And you wake up, you're hungover, you put on some sunglasses, hightail it over to Denny's, and you're going to get a pot of coffee. And that'll cure the pounding headache? Well, a little help, but mostly you'll just not be stuck at home talking to your mom. <laughs> Good luck, Jackson. Here it is, Jackson. You know what? Sit down. I can't discipline you when you're taller than me. <laughs> No cell phone, no Fortnite, no devices, nothing. I trusted you, and you betrayed my trust, and it's going to take you a while to earn it back. Jackson, I'm not naive. I was a teenager, too. Well, Stephanie was. I just have to ask, why did you call Fernando and not me? Honestly... I didn't want to disappoint you. Well, unfortunately, you did. Look, I know that there are going to be certain guy issues that you are not going to feel comfortable talking to me about, but that doesn't excuse the fact that you made a very poor choice. I know, Mom. I, you know. You cannot be drinking at your age. It's illegal, and it's dangerous. And I know it's going to be hard for you because some of your friends are going to be doing it. But I expect you to be stronger than that. And I'm telling you.
telling you these things because I love you, okay? And I want you to live a very long life. I love you too, Mom. Hey, uh, I know I'm grounded, but can we go to Denny's? <laughs> Yeah, I'm out of here. Denny's? Why? Oh, well, Stephanie said it was the best hangover cure. Get you now. So that's the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And the worst outfit of the episode, of course, is going to go to DJ with, it was some type of, uh, it's not a turtleneck, but it's a type of top that just looks kind of, with a collar, short collar that's kind of like crimped or wrinkled, at the, or I just did not like it with her jean jacket. It's like, mmm. So DJ's outfit at the end of the episode when she's talking to Jackson, I just didn't care for. Best outfit? I'm... I don't know. I've, I really liked Jackson's purple, like, purple shirt with the purple stripes on it. I really like that, so I think that's going to be best outfit of the episode. Tanner teachable moment for Jackson's storyline is definitely just if you're in a situation you can't handle, there's always got to be a person to call. And if you can't find a person, then get an Uber or something. There should always be a designated driver at a party like that. Or the... So, as far as for Matt's and DJ's storyline, it's like, again, it's fun, you know, when it's stuff, but it's another thing to gloat and rub it in people's faces. Like, be a good winner. And let's see, what was the third one? Um, Jesse and Becky. That mommy and me class is like, yes, it's very important to be upfront and honest with your spouse. And Jesse was with her. But as soon as that lady started making advances of any kind, I would have shut her down if I were. Yeah, and he finally did. But I mean, and he says, you know, I like the admiration. I like the attention and everything because, you know, we're not, we haven't been seeing each other that much. But even still, it's like. No, no, no. I hope that lady was kicked out of the mommy and me class. I really, really do. And that the other ladies gave her a stern talking to. Because she needs a reality check. So. Alright. So. Coming in August is the Sisters Double Feature Part 2. And I will be covering from Season 4... Let me pull it up here. It is episode 21 of season four, The Hole in the Wall Gang. March 1st, 1991 is when it aired. Jesse and Joey set about renovating the attic and into a loft for newlyweds Jesse and Becky and DJ and Stephanie argue. Yes, because 
Stephanie wants to be just like DJ, wearing very similar, almost identical clothes. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Season 5, Episode 14, Sisters in Crime, which aired December 17th, 1991, which was the last episode of Full House for 1991. In this episode, while the guys are at a hockey game, DJ is in charge, but when a hunky guy comes over a.k.a. Steve, and asks DJ to the movie, she agrees. Then she realizes that she has to take the girls. At the movie, Stephanie spends all of them... See, this person is very detailed in this um, summary here. Stephanie spends all of her money at the concession stand, leaving DJ with no money for the tickets. Why would you give your money to Stephanie? You get the tickets ahead of time. That's usually how that works. So she asks Kimmy to sneak them in. Kimmy works there. The manager of the movie theater catches them and DJ has to cut the date short. Then she has to teach her sisters to lie so that she doesn't get caught. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Wow, that is a lengthy summary. I will tell you that it hit a lot. It hit uh, the main, main beats. So, that being said, again, happy birthday. Happy 20th birthday to Michael Campion, a.k.a. Jackson Fuller from Full House Seasons 1 through 5. And if you guys want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet and you'd like to, you can leave a review for the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Same thing. All five-star reviews do have the the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans. New and old like yourselves. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a great weekend.